In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we celebrate, most officially, according to the Missal, the octave day of Christmas. We also remember and at times have celebrated more explicitly the circumcision of the Lord. The church also honors Our Lady's motherhood, not only in the ordinary form as the solemnity of Mary, Mother of God, but even in in the orations. If you look in your missal at the collect and the post-communion prayer, Our Lady's virginal motherhood is very much a focus of the church's prayers today. And at the same time, the church bids us to pray to the Holy Spirit and affords us the opportunity to gain a plenary indulgence by praying the Vene Creator Spiritus. At the same time, we celebrate a new year. Over the course of the centuries, the church's focus on this day has, has varied, but all hovering around these very connected mysteries of January 1st. First, the octave day. In the Old Testament, seven connoted the covenant, the establishing of a covenant, the renewal of a covenant. And so today we have the eighth day, our Lord having been born, and then seven days later, he was inscribed into the covenant with Abraham. It was accomplished by his father. His father would do the circumcision and give the boy his name. And so on the first level of following the sequence of events of our Lord's infancy, the church acknowledges today a significant event in salvation history connecting our Lord to the covenant with Abraham, and also showing our Lord's humility and subjecting himself to the demands of religion, even if it's the true religion. And so we have, at the same time, this first significant act recorded by sacred scripture by St. Joseph directly with our Lord. Until now, St. Joseph has played an important role in support of the Virgin, guided by heaven, assisted by angels speaking to him. But in a way that, that stands out clearly as soon as you begin to acknowledge it, today is the first day that sacred scripture records St. Joseph governing our Lord. He is not simply a foster father who provides a household. He will be the father of this boy. He will govern him. And so on a whole new level, we recognize the humility of our Lord in subjecting himself to every aspect of the human condition. Not only is this mystery made possible by our Mary's fruitful virginity, but when we ask the question and and penetrate the mystery of how amazing it is that Joseph is ruling this boy, 
we remind ourselves of who this boy is. And the easiest way to, um, to embrace the, the aspects of, this, of the mystery of his identity is to render fitting honor to his mother and calling her by the proper title. And so we do honor to the Lord and pay homage to the mystery of the Incarnation by calling his mother the mother of God. Not the mother of divinity, of course, not the mother of the Holy Trinity, but the mother of this boy. And this boy really is God. Everything ordinary, everything human, was given to him by her. Everything that we receive in the womb, a human soul, a human will, a human intellect, a human mind, a human body, he received. And the angel is specific, not saying that this child would be born in her, but would be born from her. She's not just simply an incubator or someone who was visited by God, but she gave birth, truly, to our Lord and Savior. We don't have two different mysteries at odds with each other. The real fatherhood of St. Joseph, really governing his boy, giving his name, and the motherhood of Mary, Since this is the Holy Family, we can, we can extrapolate from the, the beautiful dynamics of a, of a good family where the mother wants nothing more than her boys to grow up to be just like their dad. And dad wants nothing more than his boys to honor and love their mother. This mystery plays out on other levels as well. Because the Lord even himself isn't here to bring people into a simplistic attachment to himself. In similar fashion, his greatest joy is for us to know the Father, to love the Father, to serve him and to be with him forever in heaven. That's his purpose. When we honor Mary as mother, not only of our Lord, but mother of the church, we also see the church's great joy. The church, is, the church doesn't want us to cling to her in a simplistic way. The church wants us to be bound to her because we're bound to Christ and ultimately governed by God the Father. With his octave day, even though on the 40th day will be the presentation and the sacrifice in the temple, something entirely sacred, today we celebrate something relatively ordinary by comparison, a religious act performed by the Father, the giving of a name. There could be hardly anything more ordinary and more important than our name, 
But St. Joseph doesn't give him a name of his choosing. He gives him a name given by God. The ordinary, serving the sacred, the natural, serving the supernatural. And as we, in a, in a real way, acknowledge that now these holy days return, begin to return to something of a normal pace, there's nothing insignificant about the ordinary. Everything serves God, even the passage of time is history leading us closer to heaven. It so happens that the octave day also falls on the first day of the year, the first day of a new calendar year. We already have our calendar. We have our sacred calendar. But the church is happy to have an ordinary calendar too. In fact, the church is happy to steal an ordinary calendar and make it her own, baptize it, make it a Christian calendar. The names of these months we didn't come up with. But the church adopted this calendar and reordered its counting to mark the years since our Lord's incarnation. Again, the ordinary serving the sacred, the natural serving the supernatural. And so we ask that we may use this time wisely and realize the significance of the ordinary and pray that the Lord govern us through the church, through our fathers, through our mothers, that we recognize his divine purpose in everything. And we ask the Holy Spirit to come to us, to sanctify us this day and this year. We'll find the prayers for the Vene Creator Spiritus, number 809 in the hymnal. We'll pray it together. Eight hundred nine. Veni creator spiritus, mentes tuorum visita, imple superna gratia, que tu creasti pectora, qui diceris paraclitus, altissimi donum dei, fons vivus, indis, caritas, et spiritalis unctio. Tu septiformis munere digitus paterne dextere, tu rite promissum patris, sermone ditans gudra, accende lumen sensibus, infunde amorem cordibus, in firma nostri corporis, virtute firmans perpeti. Hostem repelas longius, pacemque dones protinus, Ductore sic te previo, vitemus omne noctium. Per te sciamus da patrem, noscamus adque filium, teque utriusque spiritum, credamus omne tempore. Deo patrisit gloria, et filio quia mortuis, surexit, ad paraclito in seculorum secula. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.